What's going on, Badger Nation? Welcome to the PPC Den Podcast. Josh, we've got a very fun, very entertaining, very useful show for the listeners out there of Badger Nation, don't we? Yes. I think we're going to come back to December of 2022 and be like, this is the day the world changed. The singularity. Yes. <laughs> uh, Josh, thanks so much for coming on the show. Uh, we've just finished recording, uh, and I think it's it's a great episode. I think we had a lot of fun. Uh, and I'm super stoked to have gotten to know you over the last few weeks. I think I, you, I think you first came on my radar because you post, uh, you were posting PPC memes. And that's a hashtag that I really enjoy. I try every Friday to post a PPC meme onto LinkedIn. It's one of my favorite pieces of work that I do. Uh, <laughs> and I believe you were posting some juicy memes as well. Uh, and we started talking and it's been an absolute blast getting to know you over the last few weeks. So I think everyone who listens to the show will really enjoy your perspective on things and your attitude. And, uh, so thanks so much for being you and coming on and sharing, uh, a little bit about you. Uh, you are an agency owner, Amazon, you do, you, you guys do, uh, everything more than just PPC. Yep. So we basically partner with our clients, handle the whole channel, drive growth and profit. Well said. Uh, and you're right down the street in Houston. Yeah, H-Town. Our entire team, though, is remote. Thanks to COVID, we started out in an office. Then COVID blew that up. And so our team is located all over the U.S. And we even have employees in Latin America and the Philippines. So we are a truly global agency. Yes, global enterprise. I, I have the exact same story. We started off in an office and then also went remote in 2020. Because uh, that's the way to be. Uh, Josh, people can find you. What's your favorite spot for people to get in touch with you? Ooh, I would say DM me on LinkedIn because you uh -huh. see me on there all the time posting those sweet fire memes. <laughs> and then, uh, or shoot me an email, josh at goespark, all one word, dot com. Yes. Well, let's jump into the episode. It's a super fun one. Let's do it. I've launched campaigns and picked keywords I've got my bits set placements too now bad mistakes I've made a All right, we've got an outline here for a post that on how Amazon marketers can use GPT-3, which stands for Generative Pre-trained Transformer. Uh, and here we go. We can talk about it. We can talk about benefits. The benefits are writing advertising, advertising copy. Yeah, uh, generating product descriptions, advertising copy, analyzing customer feedback, Ooh. and identifying trends and insights. Uh, this is sick because... 
all right. If we let's start digest. Let's start getting into this. Um, so uh, I think this is crazy because <clears throat> anytime you need to write anything, so like writing product descriptions, writing advertising copy, writing uh, social media posts, writing love letters to your wife, you can now go and get ideas. Maybe it's just an outline. Maybe it's just some bullet points. Maybe it's just a kickoff point. Maybe you don't use the, use it as a final copy, but you can use GPT-3 to generate ideas for you to kick it off. Uh, before we hit record, Josh, you and I were playing around and we said, write a product description for the Super Blender 3000 that has all these benefits. It blends everything very fast. It's whisper quiet and can make smoothies in 20 seconds. Comes with different attachments for blending everything from smoothies to soup to coffee beans <laughs> and make it funny. And here it is. Uh, do you want to re read this for the audience? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Introducing the Super Blender 3000 the ultimate blending machine that will make your kitchen the envy of the neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> this powerful and versatile blender can blend everything from smoothies to soup to coffee beans in record time. <laughs> you think people are setting up little blending contests? Yes. With a whisper quiet motor and the ability to make a smoothie in just 20 seconds, the Super Blender 3000 is the fastest and most efficient blender on the market. And with its many different attachments, you can blend anything and everything to perfection. Here's my favorite line. So why blend like a common peasant when you can blend like a superhero with the Super Blender 3000? Order now and join <laughs> the blending revolution. Yes. <laughs> uh, the and, then it, and then it lets you know. Uh, it lists the key features, its speed, quietness, versatility, and presents them in a humorous and engaging way. It also includes call to actions to encourage the customers to make a purchase. You can modify and expand upon this description to suit the specific features and benefits of the blender. Uh, so what do you make of this? What do you think about this? I think this is incredible. And not only does it give you a really well-written description that you could like dial back or dial into further if you really want to, but it also explains kind of like what it did there. It's like, well, we added a CTA, we presented it in this way. You can tweak it by doing X, Y, Z. Like this is like something I, as a copywriter would send to my boss. Like, Hey, I wrote this and here's kind of the outline of what I wrote. We can tweak as you need. Like this is very impressive. Yes. Um, it's great. Uh, okay. So, so yes, uh, it can write stuff for you. And I think that's sort of the first category of stuff to think about. Just like we said, anytime you needed to write something for you, product descriptions, product title, um, shall we have it write a product title? Uh, yeah. write an Amazon product title for the Super Blender 3000, include the keywords. What do you think some keywords are for a blender? Uh, ba uh, quiet. Everybody's blender is noisy. Um, multiple uh, kind of speeds. Oh, yeah. Multi-speed. Multi uh, how about this? Up to 4,000 RPM. That's got to be a thing with blenders. <laughs> <laughs> In the blender community. In the blender community. <laughs> Uh, how about uh, 
17 attachments yep. for smoothies, coffee beans, 10 speeds, and more. Oh, we already uh, did multi-speed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, let's see if, if it can handle that. I'll give it a second. Come on, don't fail me now. We're recording. Yeah. Pressure's on. Pressure's on. Here's an example of an Amazon product title for the Super Blender 3000 that includes the specific keywords. Super Blender 3000, quiet multi-speed blender with up to 4,000 RPM and 17 attachments for smoothies, coffee beans, soup, and more. The title concisely and accurately describes the key features, including all the things that we mentioned. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, that's great. Uh, yeah. I I can even talk to it. I can say, can you also add the key? Can you also mention um, what's one we didn't mention? Uh, small um, count, uh, small low, small profile. Yeah. On people's counters, uh, can you also mention that it has a small profile, small footprint? We'll say that. Oh, actually, you know what's you know what's good right now. Let's say that it's got that has a low energy usage. There you go. There you go. I should have brushed up on my Blender game before this. You never know where, where, where Chat GPT, GPT takes you. So yeah. So what's cool about this? Like you can talk to it like a person, like you're talking on Slack, right? So I just asked it to add in some extra stuff like low energy usage, and it just is rewriting it, including the low energy, and it's mentioning low energy usage. Um, so yeah, writing stuff. <laughs> so everything from like personal usage, like, hey, can you help me write something? Uh, an apology letter, can you help me write, uh, give me some tips? Yeah, can you help me, give me some tips for condolences? It can help you with all of those things. Uh, and specifically for Amazon marketers, we're looking at things like uh, product descriptions, product titles. Uh, you know, if you're a blender company, you can have it write, write a social, write a funny social media post about the power, the 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 power of drinking healthy smoothies. Like you, if you're the blender company, you can now utilize this to help write social media posts for you. And again, you don't have to use it word for word and, and probably you shouldn't use it word for word, but it's a cool jumping off point here uh, that as marketers, we should be thinking about, right? What do you make of like, uh, let's, let's see this funny social media post. Uh, you want to read this one? Yeah. Fellow smoothie lovers. Did you know that drinking healthy smoothies can give you superhuman powers? Yes, it's true. <laughs> With the right ingredients, your smoothies can help you jump higher, run faster, and crush your fitness goals like never before. So why settle for a boring old smoothie when you can have a <laughs> super smoothie? Blend away, my friends, and unleash your inner superhero. Oh, it includes hashtags. Hashtag smoothie powers. Hashtag healthy eating. Hashtag fitness goals. Yes, and then it describes like what it did. Um so, 
Yeah, you know, obviously it even mentions like you could edit this. Maybe you want to include some smoothie recipes. And then I could ask it to give me smoothie recipes, but I feel like <laughs> I feel like we can just go on and on with this. Uh just for fun, like what is a recipe for a healthy smoothie <laughs> using spinach? You know, like you can ask it this kind of stuff too. So like I can include this in the comments of the social media post. So like I think this is like a amazing assistant for marketers to write stuff. So like that's sort of the first category, that's sort of the first bucket here. Uh, and then, yeah, if you're looking at the screen here, it talks about, like it's giving me a recipe here, giving me options for berries to add. <laughs> uh, it's great, right? So from a marketer perspective, writing stuff, but Josh, I have a question for you. Like if we scroll up to look at like the product description here, right? Like, and we compare this to an actual description for a blender. I'm just going to go to Amazon and pull up the first one. I'll put it on screen here in a second. Uh, so yeah, I found a blender. This is a nice blender, Hamilton Beach, under $25. Hot damn, can't beat it. Uh, so if you look at this, right, obviously like this is formatted for Amazon. And we kind of asked the chat, we asked GPT-3 to, to like, hey, do it for Amazon. Actually, we didn't say specific to Amazon. But like, you know, what's your take here? Like, imagine you're doing research. So like, do the, like, talk about like the research process to write a great Amazon description and a great Amazon title. Like you're looking at search term reports and you're looking at keyword research and you're looking at competitors and you're looking at all this information. You're looking at what your current description is and then you are like how do you think the workflow will change now like using all those other things and this like how do we get it from sort of like a chat gpt version here uh, to sort of more amazon format like how do you think this is going to change your workflow i mean this is this is probably the biggest time-saving tool i've ever seen um, traditionally you'll go in, let's say you're selling a blender, you're going to be doing keyword research, right? So what are my core keywords that I need to include in the listing? What do I want to rank for? Usually you start there, then you look at your product, look at the value props. Why is my product different, better than the competition? What do I want to highlight about my product? And at that point, usually you have sort of a, a kind of a grab bag of keywords. You have your core keywords that you really want to rank for, and then you've got your value props and then you start writing. Right. And you kind of think about the brand aesthetic. Is this a serious brand, funny brand, et cetera? Kind of build a tone of voice. And then you sit down and write. And I know for my team, this might be giving away too much information, but like for us to write, uh, to do keyword research and to write a listing takes about my copywriter about two and a half hours to do a mm -hmm. good job, start to finish, soup to nuts. You would say something like this that we're looking at here. That well, seems right. Well, we're looking at the bullet points. So I'm the saying bullet title, yeah. bullet, and descriptions. It takes uh, one of my copywriters about two and a half hours to write. Yeah, that sounds I right. Think, I think with ChatGPT, that's going to take 30 minutes. I guarantee you. Like if you if you give ChatGPT your core keywords and say, I want you to write five bullet points highlighting these value props, include these keywords in a funny tone of voice, I guarantee you it gives you a crusher five bullet points that you probably only need to tweak a couple words on. Yeah. I mean, that, that cuts their job, not just in half, but by like 80%.
So yeah, so let's pretend here. So like, let's pretend that I'm coming up with these five bullet points, right? So like, we want to yeah. we want it to have five bullet points. So let's see if we can format GPT a little bit easier here. Um, so what I mean by that is, I can say create and this time I'll say Amazon product description for the Super Blender 3000 that includes these five bullet points. Uh, and maybe I'll number them. I, I don't exactly know what the best formatting is for chat GPT. You think this looks good? Amazon. Yep. Okay. So I did this um, last night. I did something very similar. It worked real well. So I think this will work well. Were you cute? And so basically what we did differently here, uh, up above, we wrote a prompt that was like, write a product. We just said product description. We didn't say Amazon description. Uh, and then I'm also going to throw it and make it funny. Um, so it sort of just gave us a paragraph back. And like, you know, you don't look at an Amazon description, just have like one big paragraph. You sort of like put these bullet points, right? Uh, so we're queuing it up a little bit better now. And we're saying, we're saying the five bullet points. So imagine you just sat and did these five bullet points and then you said, and make it funny. Uh, let's see what it gives us back now. So I, I imagine a lot of the art in this is like queuing it up to give it like more power, right? To, to give it, to tell it, to inform what you want more. So let's see if it does like the five bullet point thing. Uh, it's giving us a paragraph again. So what I did is I said, write an Amazon, write five Amazon bullet points. Okay. And it actually gave me bullet points. Okay. So this might be on us. Yeah, yeah. Got to let this uh, percolate and finish first. You, so can yeah, also, so you can also, what's really cool too, is you can limit uh, or you can set a um, character limit. Character limit. So you can say write five bullet points that are 250 characters. Oh, wow. Okay. Or less than 250 characters. Yeah. Okay. So I think once you find, and what we're kind of doing here is finding the secret sauce for what you need to put into GPT to get out what you want. But once you find that secret sauce or that particular yeah. sentence, you just reuse it over and over again, obviously tweaking your value props. So create an Amazon product description formatted in five separate bullet points for the Super Blender. What did you say earlier with how you how you formatted it? I said uh, write an Amazon or write five bullet points for an right. Amazon listing. For an Amazon listing. Yeah. And then for the Super Blender. Yeah. Yeah. Let's try that. I'm still going to throw in that last line and make it funny. <laughs> I like it. I think it'll get it. We're getting, we're getting our money's worth right now. Which, again, it's like free research preview. Like you're, we're eventually gonna have to start paying per request. Oh yeah, I can't wait to talk about that because the value here is significant. 
Here's an example of five bullet points. So yeah, it actually did it. And it's doing it in our character limit. And it's following your value props. Yeah. I mean, that's... It's, you know, this first one isn't perfect. Blend like a superhero. Okay, I like that part. The ultimate blending machine for blending and going. It's, kind of, it's a little weird. It is. Okay. But again, just like you were saying, you know, potentially taking the time from two and a half hours to 30, 45 minutes, like those are huge benefits. And I think it's really interesting to, I was listening to this uh, economics podcast and they talk about like, if you think about the amount of work that people used to get done in like 1920 or even before that, like 1820, like the amount of work that you did, your economic productivity was really, really low. Like you didn't do much. Like maybe you, you, you hit a hammer 250 times, uh, for, you know, four hours. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, they, and so basically, the, basically like, I love this unit of measurement. It's like, how long, like, do you have to work in order to earn enough money to like generate enough GDP to keep a light on for one hour. Like that's how they measured economic productivity in the past. Mm-hmm. And they still do. And they say like, think about how hard it was to like do the work, to earn the money, to then light a candle for an hour. Like how hard was that to like light a candle uh, for an hour to like earn enough to like make the candle out of like whale blubber or something. It was incredibly difficult to light your home for one hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, and today, like you earn it in like a second, like takes, it costs pennies, fractions of pennies to like light a house in for one hour at night. Uh, I'm butchering this, I think, but like the point is like, you're taking something that used to take two and a half hours and shrinking it down to 30 minutes is insane. Like what, the, what will that do? Like you can either get more done, uh, or reduce the cost of it. Like, you know, and probably both, right? So I, th- I think like it's a really interesting concept here because now you can actually spend more time creating better things with less effort, you know, sort of ticks all the boxes. Or are we headed to like a, a dystopian future? <laughs> well, I think we might be headed to a dystopian future, but before we get there, we're really going to enjoy these gains. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sick, sick gains. Yes. Like, it's so funny. Um, like you think about like software, right? Like software came out and then they had software as a service. And they're like, oh, yeah. this is going to save you so much time. And we all utilize software to save us a lot of time. But I do feel like that the marginal gains from software as a service has decreased over time. Like uh, for something, something that took two and a half hours utilizing software you know, like a service software as a service probably shaved it down to like two fifteen. I shaved an extra 15 minutes because there were some repetitive tasks I don't have to do anymore. Um, or, you know, I wrote some code and now I'm down to two hours, but this is like at least for on the writing aspect and creating ideas and things like that. I mean, that's going down to 30 minutes is, it's a huge gain and we haven't talked about it yet, but when we do, I mean, even coding, you can yeah. see that it can generate a lot of, of a lot for you. Like maybe it can't high level code, but you know, a lot of coding is just building out some, some basic blocks, building out some libraries. It can write libraries for you. That saves you so much time. 
Yes. So, so let's actually do that. Let's take a step from writing into more technical stuff. And before we get to code, uh, let's get to another practical feature for Amazon marketers, which is writing Google Sheets and you know Google Sheets scripts and Excel formula. Uh, so this is really cool too. Like, how many times do Amazon marketers like get a list of things in a spreadsheet format? So we have a gigantic spreadsheet. Uh, I mean, to rattle off a few, we have, you know, search term reports, we have campaign reports, we have, you know, clicking export, clicking the export button on, um, you know, your campaign performance, right inside Amazon, you have business reports, you have search query performance dashboard, which by the way, today, December 9th, you can now download I don't know if you know that you could download the search query performance report now. Uh, yeah, I saw your post on that today. I'm pretty excited about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, side note, I love how Amazon marketers, like it's cool to become like, kind of like journalists, like hot off the presses. Did you know that you can, you can download the search term, search yes. query report now? And it's like pretty fun. I was uh, so jealous you were first. I was like, damn, you beat me to it. <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting for a time. I So like just post anyway. Who cares? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you should yeah. post it too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, quick that, yeah, sidebar over. Um, but what I was going to say was like, imagine you do download the search query performance dashboard and like you don't know what to do with it. You can have little conversations with, in this case, uh, ChatGPT and begin to ask it to do stuff for you. So we had I a description. Go ahead. Yeah. So on that idea, something that we do a lot in our copywriting is we'll go to a competitor's listings. Uh, deep dive into the negatives and the positives. Amazon already parses that out for you now with one of their tools, but you could do something like that in GPT, be like, hey, what are people consistently saying sucks about my competitors? Oh, product? yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. and it'll parse all that information for you and spec back results. Yeah. You know, yeah, like before we get to the Google Sheets and Excel stuff, uh, you know, another thing about the writing is that, yeah, like it's a little hard to see how you can do it with specifically chat GPT where you can go and, uh, analyze stuff where you say like, analyze this product. What does it appear that the, what does it have? What are the most commonly reviewed negative things or positive things like the new tool in the product opportunity explorer kind of does that. Uh, the product opportunity explorer where it analyzes the reviews in a particular niche that tries to tell you what the most commonly liked things and what the most commonly negative things are. Uh, that sort of like it kind of summarizes that for you, but imagine you could like specifically put a competitor in there and then tell you what the pot like most favorable and least favorable things are kind of. Uh, so like, that's where, you know, a developer would come in and like build you a tool where you can like drop in an ASIN and it would tell you a summary of it. Like, we think the keywords are this, we think the keywords are that we think the positive things in the, in the reviews are this, and we think the negative things in the reviews are that. So yeah, that, that's, I don't know how to do that in this specifically chat GPT. Cause like, it's not connected to the internet. Like you cannot tell it to go to a website and like read the page. Uh, that's where like a third party tool would have to come in, uh, which like we talked about Jasper here, uh, you know, and it uses GPT as well. Uh, it kind of has a content summarizer, but even still like you have to copy and paste the content in there and then it will tell you some information about it. 
uh, I didn't see anything that was like go out to the internet and like read it for you because you sort of have to copy and paste it in, in here. So I just did exactly that. I just copied and pasted a bunch of reviews from a Blender listing. It yeah. said, tell me what the most common complaint is. And it literally oh, was really? five. It's like the mugs don't fit the Blender. The Blender can't handle frozen food without jamming. Yeah. It's too noisy. It's too expensive. Like that's chat GPT right there summarizing it all in two seconds. Okay. So yeah, so it can do that. You just have to do the incredibly hard work of getting the reviews and pasting them in. Yeah. 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 The copy paste part. Yes. Well, that's crazy. I mean, like, yeah, sorry. I'll jump. Yeah. No, it's yeah, nuts. absolutely. So, yeah. So, so you can do things like, so you can <clears> use <throat> it to like interact and engage. Uh, that makes, yeah, that's great. If we scroll up and ask, when we ask GPT, what the summary of this episode would be. Yeah. Well, analyzing customer feedback was one of the benefits that it listed for Amazon marketers. Uh, it also said identifying trends and insights that one I think is really interesting. Like what if you downloaded a, oh man, cause you can't really upload, you got to put in text, but if you could download maybe like a sales report along with maybe like a conversion report and be like, how are my sales and conversions doing over time? Yeah. Like ask it to read the spreadsheet for you. Yeah. There's no spreadsheet read. There's no, up, there's no file upload here. And I actually tried to paste in a search term report and it just spit back an error at me. Um, so yeah, that's where like a third party tool could be useful where it's like scanning through your stuff for you right. um, and then providing summaries. Uh, so that, that is, that is a thing that could happen. Um, how to use GPT three. Yeah. Copy. Yeah. yeah that makes sense. Um, so let's talk about, shall we talk about formulas, Google sheets yeah. and Excel formulas? Uh, potentially writing macros for you. So can you write Excel macros? I actually don't know if it can do that. I've never, I've never tried. I would think it'd be able to, because it can write code and that's it can write code and yeah. And BB. macros. Yeah. You had mentioned it's gotten slower and they yeah. blocked over blockets. the last week. Yeah. Yeah, I was told yesterday that, that new accounts they're they're turned off new account sign up. Uh, however, you know tools like there's a whole bunch of third party tools like Copy.ai and Jasper. Yeah, so it just it just gave me this. This happens more often than you'd think. I mean, I think like every marketer developer has signed up with this thing in the last week. <laughs> oh, how do you not? I mean, this is. Yeah. Can you ask it if it can write Excel macros on your end? Yeah, let me ask it. Yeah, yeah. So having it be able to write formula for you that you might use frequently for uh, Google Sheets and Excel, absolutely. You know what I did the other day? Uh, I downloaded, I went into Amazon Advertising I downloaded the campaign report, like the, you know, the export. So like view all campaigns, I just hit export. So I had a list of campaign data for like November. And then I did the same thing, downloaded it for October, right? So I had two separate spreadsheets uh, where I needed to compare the, the date ranges. I needed a, a formula to like get the campaign name. How many mm -hmm. clicks did it have in November? And then go to the other area. How many clicks did it have in October? And then compare those for me. So I sort of, I was, so it's a V lookup, right? Or an index match. 
And I actually asked it, uh, I actually asked it here right, be- right before we hit record, where it's like, write an Excel formula that compares two separate lists of keyword performance and then finds common, then finds the common keyword in each list and displays the difference in click performance. And then it just spit out, it described what it, what, what it was doing. And then it gave me an error handling VLOOKUP, which mm. is cool because when I would write a VLOOKUP, I would not include error handling, yeah. uh, but it included it for me so that it like NAs if, it doesn't, if it's like not there. Uh, and then I remember when I did this the other day as like a demo, I then said, can you use index and match instead of VLOOKUP? Like index match is like better than VLOOKUP for a number of reasons. <laughs> uh, I feel like it doesn't error out and it doesn't have as many false positives. Like it, it's way, I think it's more accurate. Like sometimes if a campaign name is very close to another campaign name and it has like pipes and dashes in it, it will sometimes mess up. But I feel like index match never does that for me. So I asked it, like, can you write the same formula? I'm sorry, could you do the same action, but instead use index match? And it like gave me the formula for index match, uh, which was amazing. So yeah, like kicking up your Excel formula skills is easy. So like now if you think it, and you can ha- you can get it to spit it out for you. Um, so this is sick. Yeah, it's incredible. And you could even get it to write uh, basic scripts. Like you had mentioned, hey, I want to write a script to do something in Slack, um, which yeah. is pretty wild. You know what's interesting is I wonder if you could even have it set up Zaps for you, like with Zapier. I mean, I don't know. I feel like the possibilities are endless with this thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mentioned it before the show. I was like, oh, you know, in the morning, we always like say good morning to each other on Slack. Uh, And today somebody was joking that like they said hello like a minute earlier. (laughs) They're like, oh, man, you beat me. I was going to say hello first. And I was like, "Go." I went to chat GTP. I was like, write a script that posts a good morning message into Slack every day at 3 a.m., and then it just spit it out for me. Uh, it had, you know, time handling. It had like it said, enter your Slack API key here. Enter what channel you want to write it in. Uh, it pre-populated general. Uh, and then it, I uh, asked it again, like, can I? Can you also include a random GIF that says that would appear for the search "Good morning"? Uh, so like, then it linked me to the Giphy API. It's like, okay, now enter your Giphy, Giphy API key. It's sick. So yeah, so like Excel formula, Google Sheets formula, uh, writing simple code. Uh, I made a Chrome extension. I'm like not a developer. Uh, I know some stuff. I've taken some like coding classes. But yesterday I was able to write a Chrome extension that turned the color of any page random. Like every time you press it, I was like, oh, this is cool. Random color, <laughs> random color changer. So yeah, so I've been like really uh, fired up playing around with it. Uh, you can ask it to explain code. Like if you paste code in or you even you paste an Excel formula in, let's say you download a spreadsheet uh, and it's kind of complicated and you're like, what does this formula even do? You can paste that in either the Excel formula or Google Sheets formula or piece of code, and it will read and explain it for you. It's uh, it's really cool. So it's, it is wild. So while we were talking, I just said, hey, 
uh, write a Python script that will scrape the top 100 selling or the top 100 best sellers from amazon.com and provide the product prices. And it literally writes me a Python script. It imports requests. It utilizes beautiful soup. It parses the website. It actually finds the right class and no way prints out the name colon price. That's wild that it knows the class to look for. Yeah. Like that's, yeah. Uh, that's crazy. Like, I've I taken mean, so pie- like you have well-written code here. So it's like, even if the class was wrong, you know, I can just go right. resource and put in a class. It's still safe. Yeah. 10 minutes. Yeah. 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 I've taken a coding course before of Udemy for scraping with Python using beautiful soup. And I mean, it took me hours and hours. Uh, I was actually like, you know, taking a coding class last night too, using chat GPT as like a buddy, like, can you explain this code to me? Like, can you help me write this code? And then like, I was, it's like so good at how it describes what it does. Like, that's how I wrote the Chrome extension. I was like, can you write a Chrome extension? Like, what about changing color randomly on a background? Like, okay, like, thanks. Like a copy paste, uh, you know, not a lot, it's not a large scale application. So like, you know, running a Python scraping script, it's like just on your computer is like way easier than like building Helium 10. Uh, so like, it's not a large scale tool, but like writing these scripts, you can, anyone can be a script kitty. Do you know what a script kitty is? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, anybody yeah. can be a script kitty now. Yeah. Well, Which was way, basically just copying and pasting. Well, the way you mentioned how you utilize GPT, I think that this, let's say it's free forever. I think this becomes ubiquitous on your desktop. Like it's oh, like yeah. literally you have another window, it's always up and you're like, hey, flesh out the script for me. Or you just like Absolutely. turn to it and ask it a quick question to kind of help keep you going. I would be surprised if there wasn't a Slack GPT extension right now. Yeah. Is this a thing? There's because there's it should just be inside your Slack. <laughs> it should like you it's like someone you talk to in Slack. Yeah. Uh so yeah, I it doesn't look like it's yet, but I, how long do we have to wait for that? Um, so it, it, yeah, like I even went back and said, Hey, for that same code, add in comments and it added in comments explaining exactly what it's doing in each one. So it's yeah. just like, you could have like, you're just going to keep this up all the time. I think, you're especially if you're a marketer, write me some copy while it's writing you copy. You're like getting something else done. Yeah. You know, there's a phrase that I saw. Uh, a long time ago, it's like every company is a software company and you just, you know, you need to think of yourself as one. So like even anyone, you know, an Amazon marketing consultant uses a ton of software, right? So like technically, like because their company depends on, you know, scraping tools and like market analysis tools and like all this stuff, like every tool you, you just, your tool belt gets bigger and bigger. Uh, and this just helps you even more. Like it just, it's, it's just a way to become way more efficient and effective. Um, so it's really, yeah. For marketers, any other ideas for marketers? We've talked about like writing blog posts for your brand, writing social, writing media posts, writing product descriptions, writing product titles, uh, analyzing competition, analyzing reviews, uh, having it write little scripts for you so you can run it on your machine and scrape the internet or 
explain and create new Google Sheets formula, write Excel macros. Did, did you get the answer to Excel macros, by the way? Yeah, I came back and said, yeah, sure, we could write them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> of course we can. So yeah, so like having it write um, Excel macros for you or Google Sheets scripts, uh, the possibilities are like really powerful, having it write Chrome extensions for you. Any other f- mentions that you can think of for Amazon marketers specifically? This is, after all, an Amazon marketing show. I mean, we did cover, I think, a lot. Yeah. What I think if and when they connect this to the internet, it's <laughs> going to get real powerful. Yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously, it's connected to the internet, but being able to say, hey, go to Amazon, find all of the Blender listings, and tell yeah. me the number one the top five complaints amongst all the Blender listings. Man, right. Your product research is done. Right? Like, <laughs> once you can give it a target and tell it to go find stuff, because, I mean, all we're doing now is copying and pasting a lot of that stuff in. So it's like, if they let it go to the internet, that's yeah. incredible. So the way, that it, the, the way that it works is like, this is my understanding of it. Like the company that makes GPT-3, does connect it to the internet. Uh, and they said, I think I've read that it's, that it's read 10% of the internet. And so there's like the core GPT three that you can access through chat GPT. However, you can be a developer that develops on chat GPT three, where you could feed your own version of it, your own information. So you can say, also go and read, you know, every Shakespeare's Shakespeare play, if it hasn't already, it probably has, but, you know, have it go read, you know, all of my company's social media posts to develop our tone or, or like, so like now you, you're, you're informing it. So I do think like the applications, like the third party applications for using AI are, is, is going to explode. Right. You know, I think like a lot of new software companies will be popping up for combining custom information that GPT-3 doesn't have access to by itself and then giving it custom information uh, so that it can better understand stuff. So imagine like eSpark, imagine you were able to like feed it your company Q&A. That way when somebody has a question, they can go to a Slack channel called like eSparks GPT AI, yeah, GPT hookup that it can ask a question over there and potentially save it from having to ask somebody else like, Hey, who do I talk to about requesting time off? Uh, or this, that, or the other thing? Uh, like who do I talk to? Like there was an error in my paycheck. Like who do I talk to or stuff like that, uh, that it can just tell you that and imagine like it can say like, can you write a quick email to, you know, Jennifer and HR asking you this question about paid time off or something like that. Like you can do a lot of stuff when you combine like custom info and GPT-3. Yeah. If you, like you said, if you took it and just like at eSpark, you know, we, we manage client accounts for Amazon. So we have loads of SOPs, thousands of SOPs. And if you just pointed it at all of our SOPs, Right. And then I hire a new employee. They could literally just grill a chat GPT. Or I'm willing to bet I could even say chat GPT, come up with a training program for a new employee that teaches them <laughs> yeah. all the best stuff. And it yes. probably does. But then if they ever have a question, just query chat GPT. Like, yeah. hey, I can think of 
and this is even relevant for Amazon marketers, like oftentimes I'm going through my SOPs and while we attempt to organize them well, and sometimes it's hard to find what I want, but ChatGPT seems pretty smart. So if I'm like, okay, uh, what are the steps to change a brand name again? Right. Cause like, I don't remember yeah. that stuff. And it could just be like, go to Amazon, open this case, step, step, step. Yeah. <sighs> Crazy. Yeah. So I feel like all of the, <laughs> like all of the developers that are working in crypto who don't want to work in crypto anymore. <laughs> they're <laughs> like, this is it. I'm going to be an AI developer. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. So I think, so I think this is like very cool, very exciting. I don't want to think too much about the dystopian future. Cause I think we'll, we don't want to end on a low note. We want to end on a high note. Yes. Look at all, look at all the cool applications of it. Um, and you know, people often look at this and like, Oh, am I going to be out of a job? And it's like, I don't, I assume you haven't fired your copywriter yet. But you would, you know, there's a part of me that like hopes they use it to like become even more powerful, right? It's like it's another tool in their tool belt. It's like the invention of the freaking calculator. It's like, man, I was doing math manually. Am I, am I, I'm a mathematician. Am I not going to have a job anymore? It's like, we still have tons of mathematicians and computers have gotten even better at calculating stuff. You know what I mean? It like just expands human potential. Positive, positive spin. But I think that's accurate. Like, yeah, it's going to come with some cons, but I think that the biggest lever there is it sort of expands potential. Like you said, calculators didn't put mathematicians out of business. They actually helped put us on the moon, right? And so now with AI, are we going to be able to go from the moon to Mars or from Mars to another galaxy? Because we can leverage GPT. You know what I mean? Like imagine a mathematician, like let's say, and I'm going a little bit outside of my scope of knowledge, but you have to do all these formulas to figure out how to drive a rocket to Mars. Yeah. But it takes you, you know, one year to do all those calculations. It takes GPT a day. It's like, right. It doesn't mean we're not going to Mars. It doesn't mean you don't have a job, but just makes you way more efficient. There's a, there's a popular story, uh, the U S air force. So like they use a lot of pilotless craft now like they use like drones uh instead of like a person in a plane to go and do things uh so it's like are there not going to be and it like creates more jobs because because i think in 2020 i just googled it the air force didn't have enough drone pilots or sensor operators so like they got you know maybe not as many pilots but now there's like they can't find enough you know pilot operators who that like are sitting in the room piloting the drone. So it like creates opportunity elsewhere, like shifts opportunity around. So I do think like, yeah, it's a little scary. And like, yeah, maybe we should have some kind of like a great book. I want to say Sapiens. Uh, It talks about like what happens in the future when like AI is going so fast, it's like replacing jobs so quickly. You would, you know, the idea of like spending four years going to college and learning just one thing that could potentially be like gone in a year is kind of like an antiquated idea. And like, we need better bridges for people to like transition into, go be that drone operator, go do this thing, go be a driverless pickup truck operator, a driverless semi operator. So it's like bridging people to that, like making it easy to like pivot and switch, I think will be something that we as a society should invest in like, Hey, I was, a, you know, I was doing copywriting 
and now there's not as many copywriters, just as an example, I don't think that's true, but there, now there's not as many copywriters. Is there a program that can help me like pivot to like something else? Uh, those are things that I think are worth investing in. Well, you need, you need Keanu Reeves in the matrix, right? Where he like, he jumps in the seat, <laughs> downloads karate yes. and he's like, now I know Kung Fu. Yes. Right. Like we need like a hot swap for people to be like, okay, yes. I used to be uh, a truck driver, but now trucks are all, you know, uh, what do you call it? Self-driving. Now I need yeah. to become X. It's like, okay, how fast yeah. can we train you up on that new thing? And I think yes. your point is, is that that's going to get faster and faster and faster. Yeah. Like AI is going to, I think quickly or exponentially accelerate different career trajectories or job trajectories or things that need to be done and yeah. humans are going to have to be snappy to keep up. Yes. Like even think about our parents, right? Like, like my mom, she was a, uh, she worked in a doctor's office her whole life, you know, and that was like her whole career. Whereas like, I've had three careers in 15 years. Right. So it's like, I imagine my son might have 20 careers, you know, I mean, who knows, <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's like, you better be able to be flexible. I think as a human, Amen. In this AI world. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, Josh, thanks so much for going down this rabbit hole with me. Dear listener, I hope you enjoyed it. I know I did. I had a lot of laughs. Uh, and uh, Josh, we'll have you back on the show. Yeah. I love sure. being here. Happy to chat. This is a blast. Thank yes. you. Peace. And for everyone else, I'll see you here inside the Badger Den. Bye.